Hello everyone and welcome to another Inco with myself, Jonathan Chan. So glad that you can join me today for lunch as we talk about what topped the news this past week and hopefully I can offer you my Christian opinion. Now I do emphasize that this is my Christian opinion and so if you have a different opinion, great! I would love to hear it and so feel free to go to my website at www. .companyanddisciple.com. Don't worry, I will post it again at the end of this video. <clears throat> and you could chime in, send feedback, send some questions, or just send your opinion uh, to me and we could have a chit chat if you like uh, through email or through Zoom or through whatever means that we are doing currently at this moment on Wednesday, May 5th, because we're still in COVID. I don't know about you, but uh, I had my vaccine uh, first shot uh, two weeks ago, I believe. No, last week. No symptoms yet, but hopefully uh, there will be none. And I'm looking forward to my second one. So hopefully uh, you, all of you out there are doing well and uh, that you will have your opportunity to get your vaccine soon if you have not done so. So what topped the news this past week. Well, actually, it was over the weekend. There was a protest, actually uh, two or three of them, organized by uh, this group called Extinction Rebellion. Extinction, Extinction Rebellion. And uh, basically, uh, even though just by the picture up here, you would know what they were protesting against or what they or what the whole purpose of the protest was it's basically for the environment and to inform the public like you and i that uh, we are heading to extinction or may it not be us but our generations after us and uh, they would say uh, one of their slogans would say that our children would extinct at the same time as the wolves so uh, i include an article a link to the article from bc CTV news uh, below uh, on the description below of this video for your reference. There are there have been many articles written, but I picked this one because hey, this is the picture that I use, and so I have to give them the credit. One thing in this article, though, and in other articles actually they highlighted, was uh, one of those um, things that these protesters did. They had this long boat apparently, a long pink boat, and it was strewn across a street, literally blocking an intersection. And written on there was, tell the truth. And, uh, and of course, uh, at the end, they had a hashtag of uh, initials that were an acronym for the Trans Mountain Pipeline. And so uh, clearly, uh, they had an agenda as well, a specific one in what they were protesting against the Trans Mountain Pipeline. And for those of you who do not know what that is, uh, you live in a cave because um, it's been widely publicized already on the media. Uh, it's uh, basically a pipeline that connects the uh, oil sands to the harbor here in BC so that uh, the oil can be sold and shipped to international markets. Uh, this would uh, be something that you would say contributes and will help the economy, the Canadian economy. And so that raised my eyebrows, of course, right? Um, uh, when you say, tell the truth, uh, and then follow up with the hashtags TMX, uh, whatever, uh, 
uh, that you're against the transplant pipeline, then uh, you must uh, wonder uh, what is the truth that they are asking for? Or in other words, what is truth? Now, I do realize that uh, we had <clears throat> we talked about truth before. My apologies, I'm gonna get a drink of water here. We did talk about truth before and what is truth uh, in a previous IMCO episode. So I will not delve into it too much. But before we delve into what the protesters said uh, along that uh, boat, let's take a just brief revisit of some of the elements of truth. So what I said back then in the previous episode is that we have to distinguish between truth and facts. There's a difference. And for those of you who uh, disagree, feel free to disagree. But this is what my opinion is that there, are, there is a difference between fact and truth. Facts, for me anyway, in a, um, throughout my observations and, <clears throat> and studies on that uh, topic, it's anything that's in front of me. Uh, whatever I could observe, whatever I could uh, feel, touch, uh, or even just experience, uh, just facts that come my way. As a scientist, they too receive facts through their observations. For example, COVID. COVID, that virus, is a fact. Uh, I don't know why some politicians say that it's an invisible enemy. No, it's quite visible. It's just that you can't see it with your naked eye. All you need is just invest in a microscope or ask a scientist and they will show you pictures or even give you the microscope and look at your own lungs and see that the COVID virus indeed is not an invisible enemy. It's quite visible. So those are facts. Facts is also uh, the observation through our vaccines. Facts is just basically what's out there, what nature provides for us, right? Uh, what is revealed to us and what we can access is fact. Truth, though, is different. Truth, for me anyway, is the conclusion that comes from the interpretation of those facts. So whatever I see, it goes through my brain and it gets processed. And unfortunately, my brain is complex. And so there are many threads of influences that will influence my interpretation. For example, things that I've experienced influences those facts. Things that, I, that were passed down to me that I have strong, strong convictions of, though that will influence my facts <clears throat> or my interpretation of those facts. Things like my feelings, which is quite prevalent right now uh, with regards to COVID. Much of the uh, fact today is being interpreted through our emotions and feelings. So how I feel today, unfortunately, will have influence on how I interpret the facts today. And uh, also a plethora of other things like um, religion. Uh, for me, I'm a Christian, so my Christian convictions uh, actually influence my interpretation of those facts. Uh, community involvement, uh, whether it be within my family circle, whether it be my tight circle of friends, or maybe it's just a consensus of a professional consensus. For example, a professional consensus from theologians of determining what doctrine is true. Because all the facts that came to them, they discussed it, they discussed it around the table, and they had a dialogue on it, and they concluded that 
from their interpretations that that is true. So it could actually come as a consensus. Truth actually comes from a consensus as well. And that influences our interpretations for ourselves. Also, uh, here's another example, a simple one. When I shop for uh, an Amazon product, I think that the recent one was protein shakes. Yes, I try to get buffed. Unfortunately, I can't. Um, maybe it's a genetic thing. Most likely it is. So I shop around for these protein shakes. Okay, so um, of course, uh, naturally for me, I would first of all filter with price. Of course. And then I would filter what? Reviews, the ratings, the, the star ratings that Amazon provides. And what do I do? I take a look at the five, four to five star ratings. And then not just four to five stars, how many reviews it received to get those four to five stars. And that is consensus. That is based on consensus. And that's how we believe is how we come to a conclusion that, hey, this protein shake, all the claims that it made are true because there are 4,750 reviews saying that it's four out of five star. So that's how we come to truth. So facts basically are what's revealed to us, what's available to us, what we can access, but truth is the interpretation of those facts. It's the conclusion of all our interpretations on those facts, whether through many factors, consensus, tradition, religion, uh, how we feel that day, emotions, whatever. Uh, it's going, we are going to end up interpreting them. And hence, that's how we have these protests. How come there are not thousands upon thousands of people in Vancouver, like the entire population, protesting? If it's so important, it's because not everyone share the same truth. That these folks, these folks here, through their interpretation of the facts given to them, they concluded that their opinion is true, that their conclusion is true, their opinion is true. But many others, given the same facts, and, and you know what, we are blessed with the internet now that we can uh, attain as much information as we can, we come, each of us come to a different conclusion than they did. And so therefore, we don't think it's true. And uh, you know, it could be emotion, it could be conviction, it could be anything that makes us feel that that is not true. And therefore we don't share their truths. And so hence, this raised my eyebrow when they put the whole boat across the street saying, tell us the truth. Well, what truth are you, do you want us to know? Because it seems like it's more about telling people your opinion and then saying that you claim that you are right. It's more about right and wrong as opposed to truth. And uh, so when they wrote that on the boat, it basically is saying that you are wrong, we are right. Your interpretation of the, of the facts and your conclusion is wrong. We are right. And, uh, you know, in a society now of tolerance and uh, trying to promote uh, freedom of speech and to acknowledge other different people's uh, different opinions, that doesn't sound too contemporary. Uh, so therefore, message to those folks at the protest, you may want to use a different approach. So, however, this brings to our question of offering a Christian opinion. So what about Christians? How do we see truths and truth? And I just gave it away. 
So let's go over to the takeaways. Takeaways on truth. Christians, like you, uh, if you are a Christian like I am, uh, I am an evangelical, uh, close to one, hopefully. Um, and however, I do also am an evangelical, evangelical that acknowledge of my faults. And uh, therefore, not everything that we do or we believe is completely perfect, nor is it uh, completely right. So anyways, my takeaways as a Christian uh, on truth. What's my Christian opinion? Well, here's the first one. Number one, I believe that there are two types of truths when it comes to a Christian. Christians have two categories. And it's quite simple. One of it is all capitals. Truth, capital T-R-U-T-H, cap, truth, not even plural, it's just truth. Then we have a different category called truths, which is a lowercase of T-R-U-T-H-S. And those truths are those that are what I just explained in the earlier about how we come to interpretations. It's the conclusion of our interpretations of the facts. Those are truths, all right? So there's truth, the capital T-R-U-T-H, and then there's the lowercase truths. Both are important, but, uh, but those are the two categories that I believe that I think Christians have when it comes to talking about truth. Second, the big capital T, capital R, capital U, capital T, capital H, hopefully I spelled that right, for Christians, in my opinion, anyway, that truth is not a that or a thing or an idea or a doctrine. That truth is actually a person, a person embodied in Jesus. And uh, Jesus, his life, his ministry, his character, personality, behavior, mindset, worldview, everything, his death and resurrection, his whole life purpose and who he is, who he, who he is, is God. Um, that is capital T, capital R, capital U, capital T, capital H. Truth is an embodiment. Truth is actually a person. And that person is Jesus. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Um, quoting from Christian um, statements. So that, that is truth. Truth is a person. A human being who happens to be God. And this truth in the Bible, in the New Testament anyway, has, is mentioned 109 times in the New Testament. And so this truth uh, is a person. So, and point number three, and the rest of the truths are what are deemed as what I explained earlier. Uh, whether those facts are discovered or evaluated and reviewed with unbiased consensus, hopefully unbiased. Truths are seen through the lens of truth, the big T, R-U-T-H. That's how we Christians approach truths. So whenever we see uh, environmental uh, facts, facts that deal with the environment, facts that deal with, um, oh, even COVID, facts that deal with uh, uh, even our, our experiences with regards to what's happening in our communities, facts like, like science, facts like everything, that is, is interpreted through a lens of Jesus. And so it doesn't mean that we disqualify science. No, it just means that we're asking the question, okay, 
Why would Jesus reveal this to me? Why would Jesus reveal these facts to me? That's what it means to uh, read these facts or approach these facts or interpret these facts through the lens of Jesus, through this big truth. It's, because, it's more about asking, why would Jesus, who I know and familiar with and know that, like, when I read, read scripture, why would Jesus, a loving Jesus, a loving person who has sacrificed his life for me, why would he reveal this type of these facts in front of me? That's what I mean by having a lens, seeing through Jesus the facts that are revealed to us. And that's how Christians, in my opinion, should see truths in front of us, the facts in front of us when we can when we make our conclusions through our interpretations of these truths to uh, of these facts to become these small truths, small case truths, is that we interpret these facts through the lens of Jesus. I would like to conclude with scripture, uh, to conclude our talk today. Uh, it goes like this, and found in John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus already claimed that he is the big T, big R, big U, big T, big H. He is the truth. And I feel that it is very important to just make a note uh, for us Christians today. I think many times we mistaken doctrine as truth, as the big T, big R, big U, big T, big H. <clears throat> Doctrines, rules, and unfortunately, our preferences, our opinions. And those opinions and preferences tend to become, actually, do not tend to become, do become judgmental. And uh, it doesn't come through as Jesus-like or Christ-like. They're not loving, but more like judgmental. Uh, and unfortunately, we, do not, we lose sight of what is the big T, big R, big U, big T, big H, which is Jesus, and just merely our preferences and our interpretations of the facts in front of us. Uh, for example, LGBTQ. Another example, drug addiction. Another example, the environment. And another example, uh, abused women. Uh, and many examples. It's unfortunately that we use doctrine that has that's been, those are small truths that, came, that became to be through a consensus, through the interpretations of, and maybe even the conclusions based on emotion, who knows? I think uh, um, we could make an argument for that the Council of Nicaea was actually uh, partly driven by emotion as well, or reactionary. Those are truths. But then uh, uh, the big T, R, U, T, H, we have to not lose sight of the ultimate truth, the big truth, which, which is, is actually a person, Jesus Christ. And so whenever we see facts in front of us or whatever we was, is revealed to us, we have to ask the question, okay, why is Jesus revealing this to me? Because I have to see this through his lens. Hope this all made sense and hope you found this helpful. Uh, again, if you have an opinion that is different from mine or would like to ask questions and share your thoughts, feel free to visit my website, uh, which I will include at the end of this video. Again, my name is Jonathan Chan. Thank you for joining me. Have a blessed week.